Hello friends, welcome back. Thank you for joining me again. Joining us today, we have the Alpha Delta Pi Director of Housing, Miss Amy Polklin-Kuski, affectionately known as Amy P. I've had the pleasure of knowing Amy P for about 10 years now and seeing her through her career at two national housing corporations, as well as her stint working with a Greek food service company. All of that experience makes her a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the sorority housing experience, and she is going to share that knowledge with us today. You will hear how ADPI's hybrid model of supporting their chapter houses works. And you'll also hear her talk about a little bit of reimagining chapter houses. That part of the conversation really reminded me of an episode from earlier in the season with Casey Keller from Sigma Kappa. So I'm, I'm really starting to hear from these national headquarters that they are seeing the need to rethink how we do our chapter houses. So happy listening. Hello, Amy P. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. I appreciate you coming on to talk about all your infinite wisdom regarding sorority housing. Or at least what I like to think is all of my wisdom. That's what I tell people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, don't discount it. I mean, you have been in this industry for a decade, which is says a lot. Um, you've been on both the headquarters housing side as well as working for a housing vendor. So you've really seen both sides of the industry, right? Yeah. So I started, I'm an Alpha Omicron Pi from the University of Colorado Boulder. So go Buffs. Um, I'm actually talking to you today from Colorado. So that has been a ton of fun to get a chance to come back to where I consider home as opposed to where I live in Tennessee. Um, but yes, yeah, so I worked for AOPI's properties when I decided to up and move from Colorado to Tennessee in 2012. And um, I took a brief hiatus where I moonlighted with a kitchen management company for a little bit, jumped over to the vendor side um, and thought myself um, competitor to some of the, the bigger names out there, but they were always very respectful. It was so much fun, but it was great to be on the vendor side because I got to attend other organizations, conferences and things, which gave me so much more information than when the former director of housing for ADPI um, kind of started to lure me back into the sorority world, <laughs> the sorority housing side. But uh, yeah, so it was, it was interesting to see the vendor side. I think it helps me a lot now as I'm helping house corporations and chapters review contracts for things. Because mm -hmm. I know what I used to be asked when I was doing sales and marketing for them to figure out what groups can actually ask for and what vendors are able to accommodate. Because some of it just isn't feasible, but yeah. some of it people don't think to ask. So I think it's a unique perspective now that I'm back on the housing side to be able to help with that. I think that's great because you understand what is a realistic expectation. Like you're saying, you know, you've, you've been on both sides. And so you have a really clear understanding of what both parties need and what is beneficial to both parties. And I think that there's probably a lot of value in you having that, that knowledge and being able to share it with your, your coworkers, your chapter members, all of that. 
um, you know, you've that, that experience is probably super beneficial for you. Yeah. And it's been, um, a great piece now with AD pies housing to bring some of the vendor connections that I have brought or that I've built over the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. So property management companies, food service, uh, cleaning companies, all of these groups that I not only got a chance to chit chat with much like PDR interiors, (laughs) but get a chance to chit chat with at conferences, at vendor fairs. Um, but also did with AOPI properties, did a bunch of, you know, relationship building there and then kind of carry that over. So. Yeah, you're right. So I didn't realize that one of the first times that we met was very um, early in your career at AOPI. Mm-hmm. You were running the um, house director training conference and I came and spoke and we met. And I always remember you talking about your shoe collection because your dad had worked for Payless. And um, yeah, I, I love shoes. So that was really like a standout for me. But then we've you know stayed in touch since, just like you're saying, just having that relationship and seeing each other at conferences. And then we've had a chance to work together a couple of times on some of your ADPI properties. Um, you know, I think we, you and I talked a little bit before we started recording, every organization does it a little bit differently. Some of the organizations manage all of the housing from a national level. Some are all locally run, but ADPI does more of a hybrid model. So do you want to speak to that and just sort of how you guys do it and, and the thought process behind it? Yeah. So, um, Coming back, leaving AOPI was a tough decision, but, um, you know, it gave me that new perspective. And then when I was asked to rejoin ADPI's housing, so I have switched out the middle letter of my (laughs) Greek (laughs) partnerships here, which always, I have to admit, when I first started, it took me a long time to start to actually say Alpha Delta Pi instead. No confusion Um, there, right? No. Right. (laughs) I'd start to introduce myself and I'm like, Alpha... (laughs) Um, so it's been, been so interesting to be able to help build a lot of where ADPI is headed in their housing world. Um, and some of it is very helpful. I got to see AOPI go from having local house corporations to their nationally managed platform. And now I get to take some of that information, some of the things that I've seen as we, um, as they disbanded some of their house corporations and rolled all that in. But I get to do it now in a, like you said, hybrid model. ADPI, we are going in the direction of supporting the local house corporations as they are still the ones that mainly operate um, and own many of the facilities. So Alpha Delta Pi has an IHC, an international house corporation, where we can support the local house corporations and chapters with these facilities. But we have also developed IHC services where house corporations and chapters can actually come with us, essentially making us like a property manager. Mm -hmm. So we can help them identify vendors, get proposals, review contracts, um, even find maintenance providers, things like that, schedule calls. And we get the opportunity to um, build a national platform of centralized housing where we have all of these options available, national partnerships with vendors, contracts with companies where we get to, you know, offer better pricing in my mind, if you will, all of these things. Um, But we get to offer that to the ones that still want to have a local house corporation and to those who have said, you know, this is getting to be a lot. 
um, with volunteers in these roles, especially following COVID, we have seen a lot of volunteer fatigue just because it's so much on top of everything else that people have been having to deal with lately. And when you get to maybe a tricky situation with a vendor where there's this huge plumbing issue or all of these things, it's helpful to have someone else in your back pocket. Then that would be the staff of AD Pie Housing. There's three of us on the staff currently in the housing department, and we get a chance to kind of fight those battles for people um, and have those tougher conversations that can feel draining and difficult. And we get to support them through that, which we have seen just huge relief from the groups that have asked us for some assistance, some different support, and it seems to be working really well for us so far. That's good. So this is this hybrid model is, is new to me because I'm used to either working, like you're saying, with AOPI, where everything was just nationally managed, or just working with an individual locally run house core board. Mm-hmm. And so this is fascinating to me to see how you're able to marry those two worlds and you're offering the benefits of support from headquarters where you all have all of this knowledge and you know you're doing these things all of the time in these different um campuses, but then you're allowing the local alums to still do what they want to do, which is to support and to help and to give back to their chapter. Um, And just like you said, I've seen it, some campuses, it's just not conducive. Either the alums don't live in the area or like you're saying, there's not a lot of them. So they're, they're feeling a lot of fatigue. And so I think this is a really ingenious way to blend that and allow the chapters to get the best of both worlds, if you will. Yeah. Um, so we've really seen it. What we like to say is we help the house corporation boards and even the chapters and their advisors, their leadership become boards of approval instead of boards of the process. Okay. Um, you know, we will take on a lot of the, you know, we'll check quarterly reports. We'll make sure everything is going well. We'll pull budgets for you. We'll help build those, craft that. And then of course we do all the vendor pieces and, um, you know, we have even started interviewing and hiring house directors, which that probably is the most unique example of how the hybrid ends up working because the staff in AD Pi's housing team, we will identify candidates, we'll begin the interviews, and then we will partner with the house corporation and the local officers to do follow-up interviews and all of that. And then we help them through agreements, through some initial training, things like that, so that they, the house directors then understand the ADPI overall mentality, what we're looking for. And then they get the opportunity to work with the local house corporation who is still their employer. Mm-hmm. So they're still employed by that local house corporation. They get the next steps then when they get on site to have the local training. So the specifics to that facility, all of that, we leave to the local house corporation and those advisors and officers. So that's really, I think, the best example of how this partnership works, because we're all working together to find that perfect fit for a house director, which, in my experience, is a challenging Uh aspect, Um, you know, because house directors have facilities that they're ideally looking for chapters have a personality that they're ideally looking for. And so to be able to partner and look through making that type of like cooperative piece and putting them in the right place has been um, challenging, but fun. We've made a lot of great hires in the last year and uh, 
So I think that's probably the prime example of how that works. But so far, we um, we started with three groups in the IHC services a year and a half ago. And I think the last count that I have seen, we are at 16. Wow. Okay. I was going to ask because with a team of three, I was curious how many chapters you're working with, what your plans are for growth, because I can imagine as this catches on and there's interest, you're probably going to need some more hands to keep everything running. You know, I would love to see the team grow. That's always the objective. Um, I began in the director of housing role for Alpha Delta Pi in February. So um, following, you know, the former director leaving, who was a good friend of mine, and I tease her all the time that she ran away from me. But um, I, uh, so I began in that role and we hired a new housing specialist who she is doing phenomenal. And then we have a housing and facilities coordinator who not only helps with the groups in our IHC services and with ADPI housing, but she also operates the executive office and memorial headquarters. So ADPI's office is unique. It has a historic home attached to it, which is very cool when I get to go visit because I get to stay in this historic home and kind of live in the building, which makes the commute very easy to get. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, So she does double duty on that. But we would, I mean, ideally love to see that grow. I'm not sure what the timeline looks like for that, because at this point, the three of us are able to um, manage the groups that we have so that we are not, you know, when they are joining a service like this, we want to make sure that they get responses timely, they get someone they can trust. And we see it as a, um, you know, a cohesive group that they can reach out to and a constant point of contact that they have. Um, And that's great for the collegiate women as well, as we know, officers and board members tend to fluctuate and they have certain terms on their boards and things along that. So it works really well to have them be able to reach out to us too, if need be. So we'd love to see it grow. At this point, we are still bringing groups into our IHC services. It is open. I feel like I take some of my food management sales pitches and continue to kind of bring groups in to offer support. And we have a handful of groups that have shown interest or wanting to talk more about coming on in. So I think we'll see that number grow over the summer and into the fall as well. Well, that's great. And I can appreciate a small but mighty team. You know, us here at PDR, there's always about three of us, maybe at most four. And it just, it works. If you've got your system down and you're organized and you feel like you have good control over everything, there's no need to, you know, build too, too fast. Um, You just kind of have to manage it based on what you have, excuse me, coming in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you had a uh, internship opportunity for the summer. And I was uh, sending it to my niece. You got to actually meet. So I am in Colorado for the graduation of my youngest niece. She is graduating from high school and uh, she's going to college for an interior design, graphic design. I mean, all this kind of stuff, I think, and a business major as well. So I think she's going to be very busy throughout college. She wants to go through recruitment, which is great. Um, But she got to meet you at one of the conferences a couple summers ago. I remember. So I keep sending, I was like, when you're in college, I'm going to want you to apply for this one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Tell her sophomore year is like the sweet spot because she can start getting involved. I love to get them at sophomore and junior year. I hate to wait till they're seniors where we only have a year together. Um, Cause they're, 
most of my interns end up, we, we stay on together. They get more work. There's promotion within the company. And um, I mean, this isn't the time to talk about it, but there's a lot of good benefits there, but yes, I would love to love to help her with that. Um, I want to hear more about this historic house attached to headquarters. I feel the need to come and visit this. Tell me all the yeah. things. Yeah, you definitely need to. So their office is in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. And they, it's right on Ponce de Leon, which is this, historic home. The homes on this street, as you drive down it, are stunningly beautiful. Mm -hmm. So it was um, a couple, I believe, who built the house. And there was a video done a couple years ago, and I had been trying to get my hands on it to send it to my new housing specialist so she could see since she got to stay there with me when we went in April. Uh Um, But I need to find this video. Uh, But it was done for this family. It had these beautiful pillars in the front. It has wood floors that are so intricately designed as a designer, you have got to see this home. There are individual inlays of design on this floor that were hand laid all through this main house. It is beautiful. Um, So you go upstairs, a beautiful staircase and you're in what are the bedrooms. There's a boardroom up there and you just walk across the portico to the office. And that's where everyone gets to gets a chance to have their desk, their cubicles, you know, and, so it makes for an interesting headquarters coming from AO Pies, which was beautifully done in Tennessee and had the museum and all that in there. AD Pie also has some archive items in the historic home. You get to walk through, see all of that, pictures of their founders, um, original badges, jewelry throughout the years. It's very neat to browse as you're staying there in the evening. So now was this home at one time an AD Pi chapter house, or is it just something that, what was the draw to, to be headquartered here? Um, you know, that is a great question that I probably should check with the archivist on. It was not an AD Pi home. Now it was AD Pi's first chapter was in Macon, Georgia. Ah, okay. So it was nearby. Um, but the unique part of this house that I do remember from all the, the various things that I've learned, my original tour, I think two and a half years ago when I started, um, is that the couple that lived there, they built the home for themselves originally, and they loved it so much that I believe their like mausoleum actually was crafted to look like the house. Oh. So somewhere you can actually go see that as well, which is fascinating to me. <laughs> I was briefly concerned you were going to say their mausoleum was in the house. And then that was going to be like a, I'm not coming to visit at night situation. I would have some trouble staying there. I have to admit that would be, that'd probably be the end for me. That oh, That's funny. Well, I do think it's really interesting. You know, you're talking about the difference between AD Pies headquarters versus AO Pies. And you're right. Like I've been to AO Pies. It's beautiful. Um, and I've been to many others now too. And you, you run the gamut from a very corporate office look to a more stately building that that mimics a chapter house, which is I think the exterior of Aopies definitely looks like that. And then now you have this historic home you're talking about connected to an office space. And so I think that's always really interesting to just the differences in the headquarters and what um, what an organization is trying to achieve with that. Um, and that I'm seeing that even change now after COVID. And, you know, so many corporate offices have gone to hybrid working or full remote working. I know 80 Pies headquartered in Atlanta, but you're in Nashville. And so mm-hmm. is it pretty common that most of the staff works remotely um, or is it specific to housing because your your properties are everywhere or how does that work? 
You know, um, even just in our team, we have a little bit of a hybrid, which I have to laugh because I think the hybrid mentality, if pushed, I could run this analogy throughout so many things, right? <laughs> the office is a historic home plus a corporate workspace. Oh, we, you know, we have two of our team members. So actually the new housing specialist that was hired, um, she w- lives in Tennessee as well. Okay. So we joke that we've just made executive office West in the state of Tennessee um, because uh, the current international volunteer who is the chair of the housing resource directors, Mm -hmm. which are the group of international volunteers that also support housing and the facilities and the house corporations. We partner very closely with them. Um, There are nine. um, I think there's actually, they just had some turnover. So I think there's a couple open spots. So if anyone is listening that is interested in volunteering, let us know. Um, but the housing resource directors, the chair of that team lives in Brentwood, actually minutes from AOPI's headquarters. So I used to drive past her house every day before I got a chance to meet her, which is funny. Yeah. Um, so we all live there. So my housing specialist and I are in central time zone. The executive office is in Eastern. Sometimes I have no idea what time a meeting happens as I'm trying to calculate in my head. Um, but I think that I think that we'll probably see sorority kind of make the transition with the corporate world following post COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of what we're seeing, even just in our facilities mimics that we're seeing facilities that have densified the capacity in order to give people more space, more um, study areas, more just, maybe even communal space for the chapter to be together as opposed to multiple group bedrooms, things like that. So we're starting to see trends in that area as well, which I think would be similar to how offices are following post-COVID is they're starting to see more open spaces potentially for meetings, for conversation, as opposed to fitting just any body you can in a space. Um, So I think we'll see that kind of transition as well throughout all that we do in the sorority housing world. Um, But the office does have some remote and I think um, maybe the perspective of work happens best in an office might be changing a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And ADPI is great at reviewing the roles that have to be on site. You know, one of our team members, the housing and facilities coordinator, she is on site, but she is also managing that property as well. Um, we have the accounting team, which is all on site because they are actually receiving checks in the mail and running to the bank and doing all these things that are local to that area. Mm-hmm. So I think it really, um, ebbs and flows depending on what the role looks like. And I think, um, I know AD Pi's office and the staff there have been wonderful to review kind of the position and what entails and all of that. So. Well, I think it really opens up your opportunities for the employment pool. It doesn't have to all be right there in Atlanta's, you know, area. You could be anywhere. And so whether it's an alumni of a chapter or just somebody like yourself with great experience that really fits the team, I think there's a lot of benefits to the remote side of things. You know, you're hearing a lot about research on people feeling a lack of connection or feeling, you know, like they're on an island 
working from home, but there's also ways around that. I know you travel to headquarters periodically. I know my team is all remote, but we have a monthly co-working day and then we're together all summer as we're installing our sorority projects. So there's ways to get, just like you said, that hybrid situation where you're getting a little bit of both and you're making it work for your situation and and whatever clientele you're serving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, communication apps and you know, phones and all this have come so far. I think, you know, being in person when things used to have to be mailed, things used to have to be, I don't know, processed and kind of sent out that way. Things are so different now. Um, I have to admit that the, uh, you know, teams messages and conversations are great as you can just real quick hop on a video call with someone. Um, You know, my team will send a message saying they have a question. We'll hop on a call real quick. We'll all get to see each other. Um, Most of the time me and, you know, a hoodie with my hair up, depending on what the meetings look like. But uh, I think it works really well for us to be able to see each other and have those conversations instead of always just on the phone where I think that can feel isolating. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think some of that's great for local house corporations as we support them as well. You know, we are moving um, forward into the next year. We're considering doing kind of like office hours from ADPI housing. So we will have set times throughout the month where people can come on and join us, ask questions. We can have conversations. Over the last two years, we've done quarterly conversations with many of our IHC service locations, including some who were going through big projects that we talk to every month. So we get the opportunity to have a face-to-face connection, if not actually in-person with many of our groups and the teams that we're working with. And I think that's helpful. So they get to know us a little bit and have a lot of those conversations. Um, And I'm seeing really a trend in house directors, a lot of the applications that I get and some interested candidates. What's unique to me is so many are looking for specific areas nowadays because they, and what they're saying is they want to move closer to family. So we're seeing a lot of draw for people wanting, as you said, that community Um, And we're even seeing it in the staff that we're hiring. We're seeing people that are interested in, you know, my family's from Florida. I'm looking for this lower Southern East Coast kind of work so that I can get to them quickly, things along those lines. And I mean, even in my personal life, my parents are in South Florida, Mm -hmm. so they're in Naples and we are in Tennessee. It's about a 15 hour drive and they're trying desperately to buy a house in Tennessee, but the housing market is crazy right now. (laughs) Yeah, it is. So it's, um, it's an interesting world to be in post just general chaos. I mean, working through sorority housing in a time when people were basically forbidden to be in groups and be together, you're operating a communal living space. And I have to give it to our house corporations, our chapters, all the volunteers and collegiates that have been running these facilities. They were amazing through this whole process and being able to try and help them and trying our hardest to monitor updated guidelines and policies. And the CDC says this, but your state says this, and we're trying to compile all that information they rolled with the punches and they, you know, when we said the best advice we can give you is check with your local, you know, health department or your local police, see what they're saying about your policies and your restrictions. And that felt like um, a hard 
piece of information to say because it wasn't very concrete, but um, everyone was wonderful. And I think we all came out of it understanding a little bit more about what sorority housing offers uh-huh. um, and the benefits of it outside of just a place to reside while you're in college. I think um, having people welcoming them back, seeing the excitement, even just seeing different chapters that I follow both for AOPI and ADPI on Instagram, on social media, they were just loving being back together. And we were so fortunate to be able to open you know, our houses back up and be able to start welcoming people back home. Um, ADPI housing's kind of motto or tagline is come home. And I find that so wonderful. When you talk to an ADPI, they say, I came home to Alpha Delta Pi at, and they say their chapter in their school. And I think that is amazing the way that they phrase that. Mm-hmm. And so ADPI housing, long before I joined the team, they started using the come home tagline. And so we got a chance to share that message as we welcome people back. And I think that was, uh, I mean, that might be the kind of best experience I've had so far in 10 years was to be able to work through that and come out on the other side and have people want to come back to these facilities. And I think that was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's very heartwarming to hear that story of the tagline come home and then you you've come out of COVID. And I do think you made a good point about the sense of community that sorority housing brings. Um, earlier in the season, I talked with Woody Ratterman from CSL and he was talking about the statistics and what that's showing for the future of membership and that they're projecting that membership will drop off for Greek organizations. And it seems like I've been hearing that for years and we continue to defy the odds. And I think it is that sense of community coming off of COVID where we were not allowed, like you said, to be with others. And um, it's so fascinating to see it continue to Nope, still, you know, still going strong, actually on the uptick. It is just, it's really interesting and it will continue to be interesting for the long haul to see the way in which um, sorority community impacts people's lives. Yeah. I mean, I still to this day think about laying in the hallway of my chapter house, one of my sisters eating pickles straight out of the jar, (laughs) the other two of us sharing a bag of popcorn, sitting in the hallway talking. Not yep. watching TV, not studying. I mean, we probably should have been studying, but we were, I mean, those are the moments that I want to build and want to sustain for the next groups. It's yep. not just coming home and going to bed in whatever space, whatever room you're assigned with whichever roommate. It's the friendships that you have in that home and those moments. I mean, it's, the house director who I am still friends with on Facebook and social media, um, mom, Kathy, she would let me into the kitchen so that I could make potato salad for the first Easter that I was spending with a boyfriend in college and his family. So I'm meeting the family for the first time and she's letting me cook in the kitchen and she's overseeing it so that I'm not breaking any rules. Um, but those moments are the things that you think about where life happens in these buildings. Mm. Um, and that's what I, that's why I love sorority housing. When I was interviewing with AD Pi housing a couple of years ago, um, you know, I love the fact that so much happens in these houses and recruitment goes through the houses. And if the women are proud of their facility and they love being there and the experiences that they're having, 
I feel like that trickles down to so many other aspects of that sorority experience. And so I want to be able to try and um, ensure that legacy for as many locations as we can, whether that's a suite on campus, whether that's the big houses that you see at Alabama or Arkansas, or that's we have um, small facilities that we rent, uh, the smallest facility that we um, lease from a landlord only sleeps at the time, 1.5, I think they're at seven now, Um, Mm -hmm. but they're significantly smaller. One of the facilities prior to COVID could sleep 128. So we see such a breadth of what's in these facilities. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think managing the differences between a sorority suite where they gather, a lodge where there's no residence, a townhome, a rented facility, or these big, beautiful sorority houses that you seem to so many equate with sorority in general. I think it's all about the community that's within them. And that's where I get excited about all the things that we get to do to build that. Yeah, it's coming across. You can tell the excitement (laughs) and the passion that you have behind that. And uh, when you were talking about the pickle story in the hallway, it it just reminded me, my team and I, we always say, our role in sorority life is to create a backdrop for those memories and that camaraderie to happen. And that's exactly what you're describing. And that's, that's always my goal is yes, the house needs to be attractive and yes, people may talk about it, but in the end, you're not always going to be talking about what the wallpaper was in the foyer. You're going to be talking about laying in the hallway with your friend, having those chats. And so, um, yeah, I just, I think that's really special. I think that's great. you know, I can think of the first, the first date that ever picked me up at the sorority house. I was a freshman, didn't even live in the house yet, but you come up, you spend your time, you know, my big was there. She was wonderful. Um, and I, as I'm like leaving the front door, walking down the front steps of this house, I can hear behind me all the rustling. And there were like a dozen of my sisters peering out various windows, trying to see what the guy looked like, make sure that he was acting right, you know, and those are the moments that crack me up thinking about sorority. And then I think about, you know, I've worked on the other side of it for 10 years now, and it doesn't seem like my college life was quite that far away until my (laughs) niece likes to remind me exactly how old I am. But (laughs) I can relate to that comment. I can, I can totally get it. Well, Amy, thank you so much for sitting down just to talk with me and letting us get a glimpse behind AD Pi's hybrid model. I think there was so much good information. I think the listeners are going to love it. And I just thank you. Well, good. Well, I, can talk about sorority housing all day. Mm -hmm. Um, So I am happy to do this. And if there's ever anything else that I can assist with, just let me know because I've enjoyed working with you over the past year. And this was so fun. So thanks for thinking of me. Oh, you're kind. Thank you. Didn't I tell you Amy would be great? She has so much good information. I think it's fascinating to learn about the hybrid model of managing a sorority house. And I hope that you found something valuable and interesting there as well. Uh, I would love to hear what your favorite part of today's episode is. So drop me a note in the review section. And as always, would you share this with someone who you think could benefit from hearing what Amy had to say? And don't forget friends, me and my team here at PDR, we are here for you to help you with your project needs either from a full service standpoint, or we always have the option of our online course, Interior Decorating 101 Sorority Edition. 
I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.